0: What's up, and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the sad boy himself, Barrett Courtney. Tim, Mm -hmm. there is... I
1: don't think there is anything as morbid or sad as a tiny little robot being so scared that he has to open up his chest to turn himself off. I was horrified (laughs) watching that little robot... Not fully kill himself, but kind of in that moment killing himself. <laughs> it was a lot for you keep them. saying this Fair, show how is many weird. times
2: how many times have you been in a situation though where like if you could if you could just go unconscious and peace out and that was your response to it oh
1: that's my that's my that's my superpower that's just, I can al- <laughs> already <do that. laughs> just cur- turn off my uh, my consciousness and just kind of zone out but yeah, that was uh, that was a lot to watch at you know twelve thirty in the morning.
0: Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. How are you doing, Anthony Carboni?
2: So good, so good. This was a real this was a real turning point for this show. A lot of things happened, and uh, I'm excited to discuss them one by one. Because they're com- they're complex, like a fine wine, Tim Gettys. Oh, yeah.
0: That, when I think the book of Boba Fett, I think fine wine, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And rounded out our crew once again, of course, we have Sage from Pixel Circus.
3: Hey, hello. I, too, was personally victimized by small <laughs> robot suffering, uh, and I do believe in Fennec Shand supremacy, so this was a pretty good episode for me.
0: Yeah, as I was watching it, I was like, I'm pretty sure Sage is going to like this one, yeah, just, yeah. just because we I got some more. I thrives. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into the show, everyone, I, I need to show you guys the shirt that I bought, because I saw this online, and I'm like, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I need it. Oh
2: yes.
3: Yes. yes Spider boys Holy, Oh my goodness That looks like one of those like t-shirts you get from a scalper Outside of a concert yeah, That yeah. looks like
1: the, the Lulu shirt that uh, yeah. Alyssa got for me for Christmas That's
3: an, that's an early
2: 2000s hip hop Album cover Uh huh but with the Spidermans
0: I just love, I love it. it Tom McGuire's <laughs> face is now on my body and I could not be more happy because this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV movies and movie trailers uh we did a breakdown to the Moon Knight trailer you can check out on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get this as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free and watch live as we record it you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule james davis and Pranksy have all done and if you wanted to write into this show uh, with your questions your comments your theories whatever you can go to kindoffunny.com slash screencast to do just that today we're brought to you by hello fresh but i'll talk to you about that later because i want to get into it we're talking about boba fett episode four the gathering storm now i want to start off
2: did you have cameo by thundercat on your on your bingo card
0: so here's my thing let's thank you thank you carboni for jumping right into this first off i am unaware of of thundercat as, a, as a, a name or as a person. Uh, looking at the Wikipedia, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'm definitely familiar with, with some of his music. But first off, Steven Thundercat Bruner is like the mm. dopest name I could possibly ever imagine. But it and is it's nowhere his near... his
2: God-given name.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's nowhere near as dope as that bomber jacket slash cape that he was wearing. Because that might have been the coolest Star Wars outfit I have seen since Luke Skywalker uh, in, in Jedi.
2: Oh my
3: gosh. Yeah, that's really
2: good. I, when that whole mod parlor, did y'all think the same thing I did, which was like, if cyberpunk had given me 10% of this. 10%
3: (laughs) of it. That's exactly what I was thinking, Anthony. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. This is the cyberpunk we deserved.
2: (laughs) So good. So good.
3: I'm always team replace my insides with robot parts. Like if the opportunity was given, I would ask no questions. I, I need say, to introduce right you ahead. to so my friend,
0: Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin. Kevin's a big fan of putting a chip in him. So I, yeah, yeah.
3: Brain yeah. in a jar. In. I put my brain in a jar, carry it around with a giant mechanical spider. I don't care. I'm down to so this mod <laughs> shop. I immediately at the beginning of the episode, I was just like.
0: <laughs> 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 I was saying before we went live on this, that I'm so happy that I am doing this weekly with you guys, because I, I feel like it's a safe space to just like this show even though it's not that great. And that's totally <laughs> okay because there's a lot to like in it and appreciate how weird it is at times and how kind of like un Star Wars most of it feels, but then every once in a while there'll be the most Star Wars thing ever and it's like I kind of like both sides of those, which is mm. which is like I think at the end of the day is a success for this. But like there's certain things that this episode did that I think were really kind of speaking to the Mies of the world that were kind of like, a couple episodes ago, we were even talking about this. I was like, I wish they spent a little more time on the Sarlacc Pit situation because it kind of just felt like, and I'm out, and that's it. And the fact that they went back and fought the thing Was very cool to me, very Star Wars, very fan service in the just give me what I'm looking for type way. But I will be goddamn damned if I didn't lose my shit. When I see that ship going, shooting all the little motherfuckers on the speeders, I'm like, this is awesome. This is Boba Fett. This is what I wanna see. And I was like, oh man, you gotta give me the subatomic bomb. You gotta do it. One day they're gonna do it. I hope they do it. And then they did it in this episode to fucking kill the Sarlacc. And I'm like, this is fan fiction at its best. <laughs> like this is exactly what I wanted to see Boba Fett fucking do. to so that's sarlacc <laughs> right. I
2: wish that we had gotten. You know, we've been talking about the the pacing mm. of these flashbacks, and I think listen, the importance of showing Boba Fett uh, growing through his time on Tatooine, being removed from his gadgets and his gizmos and his armor and everything he knows and. Uh, learning how important a tribe is to him, right? Like he says it at the end. Uh, That was very important. But you know, flashbacks can be told out of order. And I feel like if we had seen this in episode one or two, I feel like it really would have changed a lot of people's feeling on this show, on the events that are happening in it, and on the way that it's paced.
3: I agree. I watched this and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that we're getting the story of how him and Fennett connected. That's awesome. We're getting the opportunity to see the badass that we haven't gotten to really see her be up to this point that we know. But also, we know she can eat. We know she can lean and she can eat. She can lean and she can eat. But like this felt like a very important episode that should have come first. Or if you're really wanting to hold out on us last where it's like, hey, we're seeing all of this backstory, we're seeing all of this exposition, um, and then it is really, I mean, these are the two leads of the show. Their relationship is so important, and I want it to be treated with that importance, because Mm -hmm. if you think of The Mandalorian, it hinges entirely on the relationship between Grogu and Mando. This also should be hinging, I feel like, more on the relationship between Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, and I want them to know how important this was, so that going forward, they can give us more of it.
2: Yeah, these two deadly loners find each other and find trust for each other and work together and let each other into each other's lives in a way that characters like this we know that nobody nobody saw underneath the helmet you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that was a big deal so for them to let each other into their lives like this i i really wanted to see more of how that works and what that's like and uh it's a shame that it took this long for the show to give us that but I'm glad that we're here now.
0: Derek Courtney, what'd you mm. think of this episode? Yeah, I, I, I,
1: you know, I was in the and hard place last week where it was like my least favorite episode so far, but some of the coolest moments in the show so far were in that episode. Uh, yeah, because you and, love a fruit cart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this episode like really brought me back where I think I was tweeting uh, late last night with uh, a friend of uh, the show and uh, national good boy Andrew Goldfarb. And Such I a was, good boy. Yeah. And I was saying to him of like, I think this is the first week where I'm really excited for next week's episode. And like, I wonder because why, because every week I've kind of like forgotten that book of Boba Fett's coming out. And I'm like, Oh shit, I got to stay up till midnight. Cause we got to talk about it in the morning. Um, and so like, now I'm like counting down the, na- the days until next week. Um, and yeah, I, w- I was really into this episode. I did, you know, we got the, the, the old, the him in the tank, At the very beginning, going into another flashback, I was like, all right. But then I I, I loved how much time we spent in this flashback and really uh, fleshing out how him and Fennec connected uh, and just giving us, like, little things and even things that, not even plot-wise, but just, like, Ideas that we were talking about last week of just like the idea of like them doing heist type of stuff, and we got that this episode um, into Jabba's palace. Yeah, like come on, and that was really really cool, and it was like a very small kind of version, uh, and like big uh, big stakes for Boba uh, because it's his ship. But I think in the grand scheme of things, kind of smaller stakes and stuff like that, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then going into back into what uh, you know, going to the Sarlacc pit all of this stuff, I have, I do have like a weird question about that in a couple minutes, but then going to the back to present day, what this means for, like what their relationship means, how they uh, feel about like growing a, like a, a tribe essentially, a, a, you know, um, a group of trustworthy uh, guns for hire, right? And I thought, I really liked all the the stuff that we're getting as set up for these last three episodes, right, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see it and, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a fun time this episode. I, you know, we, we got the the body mod uh, scene, which straight up, I know we talk about all the time of, like, uh, you know, uh, Mando season one and two felt like a, like, in the way that it structured its story, very, like, video gamey, Uh where it's like, oh, like, he's going on a side quest here, and oh, he's doing this, so he can uh, gather enough materials to do this main mission kind of stuff, and that whole mod scene felt like a... Like a like a cutscene where you go to like uh like a, a shop healer or something and you just get like yeah. the quick like kind of like cuts of like them fending, uh like fixing yeah. Fennec, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Uh uh-huh. y- you know, we got a like a really cool new droid chopping up fucking uh food. <laughs> General a- Grievous style. <laughs> General Grievous style, and I wanted and the the big disappointments the only two disappointments that I've had in this episode where we didn't get a bigger fight with that knife boy because i felt like it was too easy to just cut his neck
2: <laughs> so barrett may i jump in and push my glasses up yes <laughs> you may anthony carbone so we saw a few droids in the kitchen right yeah. the first droid we saw was an ev series droid that's the torture droid from *Return right. of the jedi okay do we think it's, uh, a,
1: it's the, uh, the the same exact one and he's just been re- repurposed into the kitchen
2: I'm the same kind. It's the same. It's definitely the same kind. I don't think it's the same one. Okay. Uh, and then the the cook series droid that we're talking about is is actually a COO series droid from Attack of the Clones. Um, so we have seen that before. Oh. Uh, and because it was an Attack of the Clones reference, they were doing the Grievous. Yeah. Uh, and so they did the Grievous, but it's just a kitchen droid, so they slice its head off. And so to me, I thought that was like a very funny that joke. That was Okay.
3: I saw that and I thought it was a fun nod. Okay. I totally understand, though, because like, you know, Star Wars media is working on standing alone. And in that, I totally understand it not being as satisfying for it to just be done when it had these big kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. But I loved The Grievous, personally. It's, it's a
2: very, yeah, it's a very Lucasfilm thing, too. It's like an Indiana Jones joke. It's a Star Wars joke. Yeah. And I love that they did it. And then the little the little scared bunny droids. Well, uh, now, here,
0: here's my thing about that. Yeah, I didn't. Like this scene because it's another one of those reminders to me that I'm like, this isn't what I think Boba Fett is. I don't think mm. of Boba Fett being this guy running after a droid. Oh, where'd you go? Oh, uh oh. Like it felt so cartoony and like little kid movie like. And I'm like, this yeah. is just so weird. Like it just. Yeah.
1: But I, I, I challenge didn't like that.
3: what your idea of Boba Fett is because mm. I want to know how much of it is what they have showed us of Boba Fett and how much of it is what you hoped Boba Fett would be.
0: Mm. I mean, because I, they well, didn't at this show point,
3: us that much of Boba Fett and him but, being a badass. We all just, and I did this too. I very much inserted that Boba Fett was a badass. But so
0: that's the thing, though, is that I, I totally get what you're saying. And I, I'm even saying that myself. It's like, it's he's not what I thought he was going to be. But I'm only thinking that because of what they've shown me. Even in yeah. this show, I feel like this was out of character. I, like, I, even I, with the Boba uh, that uh, they've they built. Silly. The I would
1: think it was silly, but, like, at the same time, in the same uh episode right before they do this heist you know he's he's petting his bantha
0: and kissing it goodbye and shit like that like I, but that's I, not I, silly that to me is endearing and that to me is like him like showing that he he's empathetic and like he, he they've set him up to like animals right I we got that already but this just felt like what the
2: fuck i see what i see what i, I see everyone's point of view on this <laughs> and i think i think one of the one of the things about it was like if the funny thing to me and the Boba Fett bit of that gag to me was, do you know who I am? I'm Boba Fett. And the robot turned, the droid turns itself off. That's the, that's the gag. I do think they maybe played up the, like, where'd you go? Little buddy thing. Uh, like yeah. maybe half a beat too long. So, with I that did though, like it.
0: I, so I, I, him, who are you? I Boba Fett. And then mm-hmm. the, his theme song kicks in. I'm like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But getting into it, that scene just reminded me of the speeder chase last week more than mm. it reminded me of anything else it was like that like humor that just didn't feel right for what we're doing it was a it was a, little, a, it was a fruit jerry. cart yeah. type thing uh, it was a little
2: tom and jerry but i i didn't i didn't mind it too much i do just want to say that the those those little bunny droids are called lep droids mm. and uh they are from the clone wars show and uh theoretically they were at maz kanata's but we didn't see them we only heard them because they make that little they make that cute little bunny droid noise. Uh, I love it. Okay. Yeah, so I was, much. I was going to say
1: they looked familiar in it. it's just It's <laughs> weird when they translate stuff that's been in the animated stuff into live action because you're like, is, is that, that? The, is that the thing that I, I knew from this other show? Uh, so, yeah, my only disappointments: the knife, uh, knife droid, I feel like, should have gotten more screen time, essentially. Uh, and then... Uh, well, the that's for Knife thing, Droid, a
2: Star Wars story. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> and then the only thing that left me kind of wanting, especially when we're approaching the last three episodes here is that like the the antagonist force that Boba Fett is going up against I still don't think has been built up well enough to really be like oh fuck he's like he's going to go fight the he's going to go to war with the pikes and there's this like you know big conflict between them and like the pikes as characters uh as like villains quote unquote in this uh story for for Boba Fett I don't think have like been built up in a very interesting well way they just feel more like a necessary entity for him to go up against and that's that's my only thing where I'm like I wish this was done a little bit better going into like
0: the last half of the show but we still have three episodes
1: so maybe maybe there's there's some more work to
0: be done there that, that's interesting and, and it's a good point because last week I was like wow it's crazy this is seven episodes so going into the fourth felt like what are they going to do with it and I didn't expect them to go as flashbacky as they did and to Carboni's point I think that when the show is done it might have a better chance at actually being good when you, we have the context of all of it but I still think that when that happens if that happens the ordering and pacing is is off like it is the the order of the flashbacks and the order of the present time stuff it just doesn't feel satisfying so far because with where we're at now over halfway through the series like barrett was saying it's like we only have three episodes left that doesn't feel like enough of present time stuff to be able to handle it all especially okay clearly mandalorian's coming that's pretty cool but are we gonna get the Next episode being half flashback to fill in that final gap to get him actually up well, to no, magic. He, he's,
1: he's completed healing, so there's no more tank for yeah, him to no go no to. Tank. And if there's That's no more the tank, point. there's no possible way for us to do any flashbacks anymore. Okay, you can't go into yeah. the
2: flashback tank and breathe in. <laughs> I all feel the like flashbacks. that. Was,
1: I feel like they did that specifically to be like, That was we're the done. last right, we're flashback we're doing. No,
2: yeah, <laughs> and they say, and they even say, You're fully healed, and you know, we're supposed to take that as not just his body, but he's like he's dealt with what has led
3: up to he's this fu- he's and fully he is, processed
1: everything
2: he's ready
3: for everything yeah. you know? which is followed by fennec literally saying like well what about the internal scars like <laughs> you're yeah. still yeah. not well my guy uh, <laughs> no, who is womp it a womp womp Fennec um, walked in and said therapy
2: yeah yeah they, they before, don't exist they don't exist on. where are they <laughs> let me
0: tell you about our sponsors real quick <laughs> This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Sticking to your New Year's resolutions can be hard, but if you're focusing on saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, smashing your goals is a piece of cake with HelloFresh. HelloFresh has endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable by delivering pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week. HelloFresh has 50 menu and market items to choose from every single week, including some more family-friendly or gourmet choices. Uh, Kevin Coelho, Paula Coelho, they've been loving HelloFresh. They, of course, Paula, being a vegetarian, like the options of having the vegetarian stuff, and they've been having some fantastic meals over there in their Coelho household. Go to HelloFresh.com slash funny 16 and use code KindaFunny16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash funny 16 and use code kindoffunny 16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 Free gifts. Back to it. So Sage, where are you at with looking forward at the rest of the show?
3: Looking forward at the rest of the show, I am excited for us to get out of flashback territory. My personal wish is that this whole episode had just been given to the flashback and that they had genuinely wrapped it up. And it could have had that moment of him emerging from the tank and the droid saying, you're fully healed. And that could have been the end of the episode to me, which would have really solidified us wrapping up all of these memories and this uh, exposition up to this point. And also, um, moving on. It's it's the halfway point. I think that would have been the perfect ending of it to me. Um, Looking forward, I agree that I think we're moving out of that territory. But I don't know how excited I am about where we're moving. I'm intrigued by it, but it feels like they keep setting up storylines in the present that go, hey, there's this interesting thing. Never mind. Hey, here's another thing. Mm, never mind. No, actually, we're good. So, for instance, we held this like large dinner um, at his palace, of course, and everybody was there, and he was like, are you with me? Can we do this? And they were like, no. <laughs> and he was like, that's <laughs> enough, and that's fair. And he stood up, and he looked over the table and made eye contact with no one but the top of the lens um that was that was a little odd for me I didn't love it like I get it logically I understand that these people aren't going to be like yeah let's rally with Boba Fett they said the correct things but what do I have to be excited about in the present I'm not exactly sure
2: yeah yeah so I've got I've got two questions for everyone I think about that right because what I immediately thought was okay so number one does this end with just, is this just Boba Fett going up against the pikes and the other families going, mm, we respect you now. And that's the end of this series, this season. Yeah. Right? And then we leave these crime families and Tatooine and the underworld and, the, and all of the syndicates and all that stuff for a future series, for something else. Does this spill over into Mando? Is this going to be, is what's going on with the families on Tatooine actually a setup for season three of mando
0: i think and how would so. we feel about that i i my gut tells me we're not going to get uh season two of this show uh and i could be wrong about that but i think that especially knowing that mando is coming either next episode or soon i think that that's going to start setting up whatever season three is because remember we, like we we're talking about last week and now officially like we're caught up to the timeline like this is the furthest thing we've seen in the, the mandoverse uh timeline so far so I think that they definitely could set things up to to have Mando do in Season 3, especially because where Mando Season 2 ends, they really could go a million different directions. They could do anything with the character because he doesn't have Grogu anymore. And we know that uh, him and Bo-Katan, like the the Mandalorian stuff, like at some point they'll get to that. But like they don't need to necessarily right now. So they could do more Tatooine stuff. I don't know. Barrett, what do you think?
1: I I, I would say for Mando story, like I think they... Especially with the stakes that are set from Bo-Katan's side, I feel like that is something that does need to be addressed probably very quickly in Season 3 or at least set up to build up uh, for the entirety of Season 3 because the way they just kind of left that in Season 2 was like, all right, like, what does this do to y'all's relationship? Um, I think this is more exciting of just, like, I don't know if the the Tatooine stuff is really going to bleed into Mando's story a whole lot for season three, but I think this will be kind of a cool, just like a, a, a cool check in with him before we get to the season three stuff. And, you know, we don't even know if, you know, maybe season three takes place before he's called by uh, Boba Fett and all this stuff. So. I, I think there's a lot that they could they could do with that, but I think it'll be like a fun little check-in to see what he's been up to, um, and to give us like an idea of like maybe like what he's I what he was either up to in season three or what he's going to be up to uh, in in season three, right? Um, and so that I'm excited for. I did have the, you know the the wishful thinking, uh, Carboni, especially because you know they they. We're talking at the end. They need muscle. They, you know, they. He's got these uh, kid of uh, army of zoomers with uh, body mods who did not see. I'm pretty they, call sure at the all. they call them the mods.
2: They call the mods, and I thought about their scooters, and I was like, "You can't just call them the mods. That's too funny."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely did that on purpose because, yeah, it's too. Yeah, I It's know. too fucking perfect. Um. And so, like, uh, when Fennec's like, "Oh, we need, we need muscle," we d-, it, like, because these kids, like, all right, like they they can only do enough. We saw them kind of fight, uh, uh, Chrysanthem. I always forget how to say his name. Um, yeah, you said yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And they did, they did okay. They 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 no. were serviceable, but they don't have like muscle to like actually fuck some pikes up, right? And so when was like, when Fennec was like, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And before the music hit, I was convinced because you know, Fennec met a different bounty hunter in a recent Star Wars show called Bad Batch and fought with one Cad Bane. And I was like, are we finally going to get this boy? And then the Mando music hit, and I was like...
2: Live action Cad Bane, and I just don't know. I just don't know about that big 10-gallon cowboy hat in live action.
1: I think it would be perfect,
2: Carboni. Carboni, we got...
1: Zoomer... Body mod kids in the last two episodes. That feels way live. more
3: reasonable. What?
0: <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Okay, um, but I do
3: want to talk more about Black Chrysanthemum. Yes. yes, I really want to talk about Black Chrysanthemum. Who, who, who this is episode like realizing
1: because... that he is past his prime and like is like a high school bully and is just like I'm going to be mean just to be mean and a drunk.
2: So <laughs> well, to, he's I've not been... being mean just to be mean. Let's let's remember that the Wookiee Trandoshan fucking uh, political situation is very dicey. Right. Remember Fair. that even if you even if you don't know that from Star Wars, in the first episode of this series, What Does the Trandoshan give to Boba Fett as tribute? A fucking Wookiee pelt.
3: Right. Yeah. They
2: hate but each other. Sage Black go
3: on. In this episode, lukewarm take here, made me uncomfortable in the way that kangaroos make me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I, which is the way that men make me uncomfortable. <laughs> It's a layered situation. I just, I didn't like anything about it. And I want to like Black Chrysanthemum. I want to be out here like, yeah, fucking throw down. But the way he like can't put his arms all the way down because he's like too buff. And the way that like, he just looks like an angry drunk in this episode. I just... Like I just wanted him to go away. <laughs> I didn't like that he was like seeming like he t- takes pre workout. I didn't. I didn't enjoy yeah. him being there.
2: No, but he has to though because he's trying to cut right now. He's trying to get some lean muscle. Uh, I do. I love the idea of Black Curcinton as one of those TikToks where a kangaroo flexes its abs at you. That's
3: exactly <laughs> it. Those those ones where they like step up at you like that. Like yeah. I hate that. Well, I'm sorry. I, mean, I hate that.
2: <clears throat> that's one of the things that I actually. Like a lot about Kursantin, though.
0: Come on, he's a big kangaroo fan.
2: He's <laughs> number one. I'm just, I told, listen, I'm working with a trainer right now, and I said, I want kangaroo abs. That's what I want. Um, I want to get kangaroo Give me the black I want <laughs> kangaroo jacks, <laughs> Is what I said oh my God. to the, tra- to no the God. trainer. To um, the But Kursantin is such a um, such an inversion of what we think of Wookies. Like, oh, poor Wookiees, they're just gentle giants, and they were, they were put into servitude, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, Kersanton is like, oh, no. I agree.
3: I, that's why I want to like flip. him.
2: I want to like it. I want him in there more, and, like, also, we're just one degree away from Afra. the longer he's in there, and that's yeah. important. Mm, yeah. That's yes. important. And that means we're just one degree away from BT and triple zero. Oh, yes. And I, I just need, I need my murderous C-3PO. you they 3PO. can work in live action, but not <laughs> Cad Bane? A murderous C-3PO works a lot better than a guy with a Dutch accent in a fucking cowboy hat with a six shooter. <laughs>
0: it's gonna be great when it happens all of it i can't wait i mean
2: i'll like it i will like it i'm just like maybe we don't need to do it i'll like it
3: i like mm, everything mm. that happens
2: See, absolutely
3: yeah. also worth talking about from that scene is garza because i'm obsessed yeah. uh, garza being the person who's like uh owns the cantina uh Jennifer, on yeah.
0: oh scene. oh my god yeah. no i love her yeah. so right? much since well, episode oh, one no. i've been like you're you're dope, and then yeah, I, I didn't expect her like Jennifer Beale. It's like okay, cool, maybe she's just gonna be like that's a fun like oh we know this actress type thing, but it's like she mm-hmm. keeps coming back, and I really like her kind of like playing the game, you know, and like kind I of like her owning the cantina. I love that they shouted out Max by name, so it's like that yes. is Max Rebo. What's up? Yeah, but anyway, uh, go for it.
2: And, I just and, and and she hired poor DJ Rex. <laughs> she hired poor Rex after his tour after his tour bus crash. <laughs>
3: I just feel like I could watch an entire series of what her life is like. I'm fascinated by that. I think it's really interesting of like her being the center point between this ever changing like crime dynamic of Tatooine. And she's clearly so good at it. So when she walked up and she put a hand so confidently on Black Sandton and was like, hey. We know all about you. You don't have to do this. I was like, that is one of the fiercest people on this show.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The the idea of so we talked cool. about this the Twi'lek uh, the Twilek thing of like, okay, well we're seen as like these subservient, you know, whatever. Um, so how do we use that to our advantage to actually gain power? And we see that with the major domo. We see that with Garza, and I love Garza as, you know, she's she's Rick from Casablanca. She she's she owns the speakeasy in the detective story and she's the one that's got to like keep the peace with all, like she's the one that's really keeping the peace with all these families, you know? And I, I I love that. And I think if this underworld story is given time to breathe, whether it's in more Boba Fett or whether it's spread out across the other series that we have coming, I mean, I think we're going to see so much more of her and that makes me very excited.
0: Yeah. And uh, I keep saying this, but the credits, continue to be the dopest parts of these shows. Seeing the concept (laughs) art is so good with that music hitting. But there's one piece of concept art of Fennec, like, pulling Boba out of the Sarlacc pit. I'm like, I want that on a wall. It looked so Mm. freaking tight. Shout out to them. Oh, the the question that I had with the whole Sarlacc pit thing, because he was convinced that
1: the armor was in the Sarlacc pit. And Mm. I know that can be kind of explained in that, like, you know, he woke up and then his armor was no longer on him. But, like, how did he... think he got out of there
3: I was wondering the same thing is how did he think the armor came off it just what got too slippy
2: like it yeah, th- got too slippery. he was just
3: a real buttered up <laughs> stomach like, <asshole>. like, <laughs> like,
1: he, he got out with the, like he punches up out of the sand with the with the armor did he think it just like fell off of him and rolled back into the starlight like I was so confused of like what the motivation and convincing of that was and I was just like
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I I felt like there could have been a better
1: explanation for having an excuse to go and fuck up the Sarlacc, which I I could have just done with a, I was inside this thing for five years. No one should ever go through this. Like, I was in it for five years, and I made it out alive. No one should have to go through that. Let's kill this thing. And, like, that's all I would have needed. But the fact that they're like, I need to find my armor that I left the Sarlacc pit with. I was like,
2: that doesn't quite make any sense. It's interesting, because the bigger question to me there was, was, or the, the question that I thought about, now that you bring up the armor, I'm like, yeah, why did he think that? Why did he think that he unconsciously stripped off all his armor and gave <laughs> it back to the Sarlacc? I don't know. But like, the, the, the space
3: cancer goo in a Sarlacc will make you do weird shit. It'll make yeah. you do that's weird shit, lot. man.
2: It'll turn, it'll turn the frame green and grainy. You know what I mean? And who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, but I do appreciate but, it. Was, the, big like, question, mm. uh, the big question for me was a character question of, here's a dude who's like, really respects animals and nature and understands what they are and and doesn't fault them for what they are. Like, we see how kind he is. Sarlacc gonna eat? Sarlacc isn't mad at Boba Fett. Sarlacc's <laughs> just gonna eat. Why do you want to, like, why do you want to shoot down that Sarlacc so bad, buddy? Well, it's it's not that... He didn't start shooting it until he was
1: forced into a dangerous yeah. position where he's going up to it gently in his big fucking shit. That and looked like, so stupid. So I incredibly stupid. The wide stupid. shot of like... Yeah. <laughs> it dumber, like a, a dumber
2: shot to you, Tim it looks Chasing like a, a bunny me, rabbit
1: just, just looking it, it reminded or me of like the iron giant looking it. down at the his like hu- little human friend where i was like this is yeah. so weird and like uncanny and funny and like not a purposeful way and uh i but, agree but also it gave us you know the excuse of you know the 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 bomb going off in the sarlacc y'all, which is like one of the coolest things
2: i don't i don't mind these little cartoony silly bits as much as y'all do <laughs> i think they're fine oh i don't
1: hate them It was just like <laughs> one of those things where i was like this is this is funny. I don't hate it, but, you know. Yeah, they make me giggle. Yeah,
3: I agree. They make me giggle as well. I'm a big fan of Star Wars ships, and I think Boba Fett's ship is so silly and bad. I just, why is it, why does it look like that? You're like, oh my God, Boba Fett, right? Like, this really hyped up Boba Fett. We gotta design what he travels in. And they make, that it looks like the backpack I bought to carry my cat around in. It was like, look like yeah. It looks like one of those, and it's like doesn't make any sense based on what we know about Star Wars ships either. It's just weird. It looks like it looks I've like al- a kid uh, yeah. drew it.
2: <laughs> I've always wondered why a fire spray like that goes less aerodynamic after takeoff. Do <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's always been my big question. Is like it takes off very aerodynamic. But actually, it always turns itself towards the most resistance, right? So as it's taking off, like, air pressure is going to be pushing down on it. And then as it goes forward, like, I don't know. I know it doesn't matter in space, but it feels weird to me when they're flying through an atmosphere like that. See,
0: <laughs> but my thing is, I, I, I appreciate that Boba is a man of fashion over function, just like myself. Because there it is. He, he, the function's not there. He likes the way it looks. Cool. Let, it, let him have his ship. But what I really appreciate is that he was like, okay, my dad... Had blue armor. That meant the ship was blue. I have green armor, so the ship it must be green. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that about both of them. Yeah, the
1: color coordination on point there. Um, There was one last thing that I wanted to bring up, and I forget what it was. Do oh the the question is: Do we think? Mando's the only – because, again, I just want Cad Bane, my big blue boy, to, to come hang out, but it doesn't have to necessarily only be him. Uh, do we think there's other – we're going to see any other appearances? Is Mando the only muscle that they hire for
0: the the showdown with the pikes? It's a good question. And honestly, like, I – this is the first time I'm excited to see what happens next time. And you were saying that a little bit Barrett. but like, I think that's an obvious easy thing. Cause they're teasing a character we like, <laughs> and like, it's a guarantee he's showing up. It's not yeah. like, Oh my God, they're hinting that this might happen. Like we know Mando's going to be in this. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And I'm especially interested in it. Like, based on what I was saying earlier, that we don't really know what Mando's doing right now. So getting him is interesting because is he going to be with Bo-Katan? Is he going to be with the crew that we last saw him with? Like, are they going to be with him as extra muscle in addition to if they're going out and finding others? I'm excited to see what they end up doing with that, but I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't have any other particular cameos in mind necessarily. Um, I feel like... There are a lot of things from, like, the extended universe that there are opportunities for there. Um, I, by the fact that Fennec is the one looking for muscle, I think more of, like, assassin network kind of people. Um, but I don't think, like, I think Mando will be the the peak of cameo and everyone else is going to be like, oh, right, they were in Clone Wars that one time or something. You know what I mean? Like, some kind of droid that we recognize from that or, you know, somebody where it's like, ah, yeah, that person might have, in theory, been part of a rebellion.
0: Yeah, it's I guess where I'm at right now is and this is like kind of like uh, growing off of a point Barrett made earlier, but like I don't feel like the threat is big enough to need to gather an entire team to take down. So it's like them having just Boba Fennec, Black Crescenton and Mando. Right now seems like overkill. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, to but kill we'll 12 see. fish dudes. <laughs> do you yeah. think
3: that the army he is assembling is exclusively for the war with the pikes, or do you think that that comment is larger on, hey, I'm trying to be the crime lord. I'm going to need a crew. Mm-hmm. Um and forming Big more of the it.
1: That's a good point. Yeah,
3: Especially Which I, oh, I hope that's the case. I think that's cooler.
1: I, we haven't even brought up one of the best moments in the the episode, where you know he, he's gathering the family around. They're they're at the dinner table, and they're like, "Why should we listen to you?" And then the rancor <laughs> fucking brings yeah, his great. claws up. That was. I yeah. just I loved that moment. It
2: was I so uh, I think. If he's assembling all this muscle, I think it's for a potential re- like rebellion from the families afterwards, like a power vacuum thing. Like maybe they're going to come for him, even though they, you know, they have that whole discussion of like, oh, yeah, they agreed to do it. But I don't think, you know, I, I the discussion Trust they them had to was, act
3: within their best interest. It's like he said.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: he's going to. Yeah, they're going to they're going to do it the for them. Uh,
2: and the second the pikes are gone and he's weakened, like maybe it's in their best interest to invade. I don't know. The thing that I also wonder with with cameos and this like coming battle or war or whatever it is, is they, t- they tease that Crimson Dawn theme. Mm-hmm. There's, a bigger, uh, there's a bigger syndicate that's watching all of this. And I wonder I how much of that we're going to see. Before that's why it I think there's a
3: season two. That's why I think there's a season two. There's too much backstory in this season to not get a season two.
0: I, I'm putting some things together, and Sage, you just like light bulbed me for for a second here, uh, talking about the idea of Mando coming because he needs the crew. What if they're just building it that Mando is going to be part of the crew, and his crew is going to be part of Boba's crew, and Jabba's palace just kind of becomes home base for Mando in season three. And that, like this, just it, they always have this they dope merge, set that they already yeah. have, and it merges. And that's that's how Mandalorian season three is dealing with all the Mandalorian. So it deals with the Mandalorian war stuff, but it's also dealing with Din or Jin, yeah, Din and um, Boba like not equally but like uh-huh. they could do the syndicate stuff we can get Crimson Dawn we can get all of that like I think that would be a very interesting season three I of Mandalorian think, yeah
3: I think that's the only way that Boba Fett just being a setup for Mando would be okay with me because otherwise like I think of WandaVision being this encapsulated season that perfectly starts and ends and as much as it's a great show and I'd love more I'm like no that's right it's one season and I get that right. um, Boba Fett does not feel like that to me we're only at a midway point so it technically still could um, but it doesn't have the satisfying you learned everything you need to learn about Boba Fett you get why we told this specific story right that mm-hmm. I think WandaVision had so it being a setup for those to kind of merge in Boba Fett to continue within Mando totally down for it ideal situation for me is a second season where we get to be like okay we set it up now it's actually the story of the crime of Tatooine and the yeah. power structures of it that'd be tight it's-
2: I do love, I do love that idea. Like, I would love to see more of this as its own standalone, just because I, I like as much standalone, you know, Star Wars universe stuff Same. as possible to intermingle with each other. But I do also like the idea of of Amando season three. We have three very different ideas of what a Mandalorian is now between between Boba and Din and Bo Katan, and like having them all have to work together. When they yeah. are, have very different ideas of what you know success is and what a Mandalorian is, could be like a very interesting. I, I like that idea. idea. Yeah. I do like that. I, I, and, and I like
1: that idea. That that reminds me when Book of Boba Fett was first announced, and we didn't quite understand what it was that first night when the season finale of uh, season two had aired, and we're like, "What? What is this?" And I was like almost convinced that. Um, Book of Boba Fett was technically Mando season three, and that they were mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, Jin got his book, Boba's getting his book, Boba, Bo- Kata- yeah, and like that was the I theory. Remember. And so like, for maybe there there is still that idea, but to put it all into the Mandalorian, where it is about the three of them, like I I would absolutely adore that, and then you know, given it an excuse to to learn more about like what what uh, what Ahsoka is up to. Shout out to my mm-hmm. Ahsoka mug. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, the shirts... The Not to
2: Ahsoka, but to his mug. Yeah. Respect uh, his mug. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and, uh, you know, uh, her and um, uh, her shirts for fellow Rebels members. I would mm-hmm. I would just... I, I need more of that as soon as possible. God. And if we get that I mean, through Mando, I'm down for the it.
2: Thing, the thing of all of this spinning off where eventually, like, so many of these animated characters... I mean, I know they don't need... They don't need like, quote unquote, legitimacy or anything like that through showing up in live action. But we do know that more people watch the live action and the live action stuff is considered uh, is considered more like the more important, quote unquote, important stuff. Seeing more and more of these animated characters in live action would make me so happy.
1: Like Cad uh, Bane, maybe. Maybe (laughs) Willow Defoe as Cad Bane, you know.
3: Yes. I mean, I'm down for it. <laughs> the natural droid cheekbones yeah. are right
0: there.
3: Yeah. Rabala the Hut,
2: or nothing.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll be back next week to talk about episode five of the Book of Boba Fett. And also here on Screencast, like I said, we did the Moon Knight trailer reaction yesterday. And we're also doing Peacemaker every single week. Are y'all watching Peacemaker?
3: Not yet. Yes. I
2: watched what the a first
0: show.
1: episode
2: finally. What a show. It it's, was the Bat batmike clip they released on the internet that made me do it.
1: Yeah. It's good. Like, Whoops. It's really good. Really first three good. episodes,
0: choice. Very
2: good. Uh, do me a WC4 favor. Tim after the,
0: oh, no. You have
1: Do
2: me a favor. After the show's over, everybody just hang out here in this chat room for like 20 minutes so I can moon night. Oh, my God. Of
0: course. <laughs> of course. But until then, leave some comments below about what you thought about this episode. And until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.